No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. Hello, everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning into The Two Vegans. A couple of weeks ago, I was invited by Aiden Coffson, who runs the Aiden Project, for their first live show called Inside Veganism. Uh, we talked about the vegan scene in the UAE. We also talked about some of the introspection that, you know, the vegan movement needs to do uh, as we're starting to see sort of this, is it really rational, is it turning radical kind of conversation. Uh, so we'll be talking more about that. But I wanted to share with you guys the, that interview. Uh, so you'll listen to it in a few minutes. Aiden also spoke to a number of other vegan activists about this topic, took a bunch of questions from from listeners and viewers as well inside veganism launches as a weekly uh, facebook live discussion um, on april 5 starting at 1900 uk time uh, which is around 11 p.m ue so do check them out you can find more information about the show at insideveganism.org um, so enjoy the show and we'll be back with a new episode really soon well hello everyone welcome to the aiden project's first live special um, thank you so much for tuning in. Okay, so just to run through who I am, in, in case you care, uh, I'm a podcaster based in the UK. Uh, my podcast is called The Aiden Project. And um, this is the first time that I've presented the show live. I wanted to think about what would be a good topic to cover live. And well, my podcast covers sort of current events, history and culture. So if I felt it had to be one of those three, how does veganism fit into that, you might ask? Well, it seems apparent to me that veganism has become a massive current event. Um, no doubt that you've seen, particularly in the UK, and I'll bring on someone from the UAE very shortly, but certainly in the UK, whilst the vegan movement is definitely making a tremendous amount of progress, some of the headlines have evidently not been positive. So we're going to talk about veganism, and I think it's important to lay out my bona fides, if you will. I am vegan. Um, sounds like a, an apology there. Um, I am vegan, and the reason I point that out is because it's incumbent on me to be honest about veganism, and which is to say that I've got some great vegan activists coming on, but I won't be throwing them just completely softball questions. And as some of them know, it's not a case that I universally agree with everything that the vegan movement does. I consider myself to be a supporter of animal welfare, of the reduction of suffering for all sentient creatures. I don't consider myself to be as part of the vegan movement necessarily, or I certainly don't consider myself to be in the vegan movement. Um, but I have a shared concern, and that's what we're going to talk about here. As for what might happen in the future with, with live specials, this could be a pilot for live podcasts in the future, depending on the feedback, and it's all about the feedback, it could be a pilot for a regular series on this very topic. And I will say this about the vegan movement. None of them ducked the challenge. And they knew that this wasn't just going to be a, a two-hour echo chamber of mutual backslapping. There's going to be some difficult questions asked. And we'll see how the activists react. And and I would imagine they'll react well because, of course, generally speaking, I do think vegans do a good job on the street when it comes to talking to people. One of my concerns about the movement is perhaps some of its more extreme elements. And I did notice that when I shared this broadcast or the idea of this broadcast in one of the vegan forums, the question was put to me that, well, because I had speculated, are vegans radical or rational? And someone made the point to me that, of course, vegans can be both radical and rational. I certainly take the spirit of the point, but, but of course, the word radical conveys different meanings. I'm a massive fan of Thomas Paine, who was a propagandist for the American Revolution. Uh, Thomas Paine was actually born in Thetford, not far away from where I was born. And you would consider Thomas Paine to be a famous radical. But the word radical was also used about, let's be honest, it's used about some very nasty people out there. 
people that blow themselves up, say. And we are beginning to see that vegans are being compared to ISIS. Now, I think this is obviously blatant trolling. I don't think that anyone truly thinks that, but maybe they do. And perhaps we'll have a question to that effect. So my name is Aidan Coughlin, and this is the Aidan Project Live. I'm about to bring on another vegan podcaster, because there's at least two of us, apparently. And the gentleman I'm about to bring on is uh, Shiraga Desai, and he hosts a podcast called The Two Vegans Podcast, and he is based in the UAE. And he's doing me a massive favor. He's doing us all a massive favor this evening, because it is very late where Shirag is, and he'll tell us precisely how late it is. And I believe Shirag's at least four hours ahead, maybe more. How are you, Shirag? Um, good, Aiden. Uh, it is 10 p.m. out here, which is actually normal podcasting time, so not too bad. Optimum podcasting time. <laughs> I'm I'm always concerned about podcasting late at night because then I can't sleep. Um, so I hope that you don't have the same problem. Uh, no, I mean, it does mean I go to bed at 1 a.m. or something, but it works out okay with most of the guests and most people that come on. You know, it's uh, post-work, so it's just easy to, to coordinate with everybody. Superb. So, Shirag, tell us about the vegan scene in the in the United Arab Emirates. What happens over there? Uh, actually, first, Aiden, uh, I want to say congrats. I mean, this is your first uh, live show, so well done. Um, I hope that it actually does turn into a pilot for much more. You know, the vegan scene out here is is um, has been quite an eye opening one because uh, I didn't expect it to be as widespread and as uh, popular as as it turns out. Uh, we, in fact, um, you know, there are a couple of uh, you know massive groups out here as well, uh, both on Facebook, but also you know in in real life and, and stuff like that. Uh, we actually had a um, an information seminar as well, so you know to your point about the echo chambers and stuff like that, where we tried to sort of do a little bit of a, an outreach type thing with, uh, you know, talking to people that, you know, either don't know enough about it and want to know more. Or there are people that want to try to adopt some some aspects of it and, you know, have questions, you know, that, those kind of things. So we just had that happen um, uh, in January. We're going to try to make this, uh, make it a monthly thing. So, you know, it's essentially a bunch of about 20, 25 of us. Uh, you know, trying to do that. So it's uh, it's good stuff. What type of challenges is the movement facing in the UAE at the moment? Uh, I think, you know, I mean, uh, as as most movements do when they start out, uh, it's it's a case of adoption and trying to like sort of spread the word. Uh, you know, some of the things that you mentioned, um, some of the concerns that are happening, I think we're already starting to see them out here as well. So we're kind of starting to see a little bit of a, uh, an echo chamber forming. And then you have this sort of uh, doubling down on, on stances and things like that. So th those tricks have started to show up already. Uh, but but other than that, I think it's just about, uh, you know, getting more people to understand really what goes on. Uh, you know, we live in a country that doesn't do a lot of uh, food production on its own. Um, so a lot of stuff is imported. So the distance between... Um, you know, us as a, as a consumer of, of anything. Um, and the source is even further away compared to maybe other countries where at least, you know, you know of the farm next door and things like that, where here, uh, we do have some, some dairy farms and things, but otherwise most of the produce comes from very far away. Most of the uh, commodities, products, cosmetics, whatever fashion, uh, comes from very far away. So you don't really get to, um, uh, it, it there's a, you know, there basically is a, is an even larger distance. So I think just that awareness is where, where we're at at the moment. Sort of culturally, how does the veganism fit into the mainstream over in the UAE? Uh, tough to say. I mean, again, because we're, we're just starting out, I think, into, I mean, not, this is not to say that, you know, there haven't been people here who've been doing things for much, much longer. Uh, but, uh, but uh, you know, overall, it's it's been quite interesting. I mean, it's a, it's a country that 
because of a very, very mixed population, uh, comes from a lot of different cultures. Uh, some of them are more aware, some are not. Uh, but love for animals and things are actually very high up on the chain here, which is quite nice. So, you know, every time, uh, you know, that's something that, that we come across, uh, we, we suddenly sort of have a nice connection point with most people, uh, you know, when they start to realize. Uh, but, I mean, you know, some of the things that even I wasn't aware of, perhaps, uh, you know, that happens that involve cruelty, as, you know, as you, as you learn, as, as you start adopting things, uh, you know, is, is something that I think people are still not aware of out here. Tell me about your podcast, Shirag. Sure. So, uh, as you mentioned, I mean, I, I co-host a show called The Two Vegans. Um, I, you know, it was sort of started out as a way to reach out to uh, the community at large, uh, sort of to try and have some of the conversations that, you know, uh, a lot of us were having individually and, uh, you know, to talk about some of the challenges. I think one of the things that, uh, you know, a lot of people don't talk about is the practicality of adopting a vegan lifestyle and trying to be as vegan as we can. Uh, you know, we live in, in cities sometimes that where you don't have access to a lot of things uh alternatives are sometimes tough to come by as well um and then there's this whole sort of even even cost wise right i mean you have to make a lot of different decisions and these kind of things so it's kind of a way to start those conversations with a lot of people and to sort of get out of the echo chamber as well right to talk to people who might be um aware but don't know how to go about it or who might not be aware at all um and then also to try and reset some of the conversation a lot of people when you when you mention things like vegan, they they instantly think diet, and obviously it's a lot more than that, right? So um, you know, we just uh, a couple episodes ago did like an extended one about uh, cruelty-free fashion and cosmetics and things like that. So I think these are things that uh, you're trying to reset that conversation a little bit and try to talk to people that hey, it's about it's about adopting a lifestyle and not just hey, I'm not eating dairy anymore kind of thing. You know, you've touched on something quite important there. It's because veganism could be different things to different people. And sure. I perhaps run risking the, the wrath of the entire vegan community by saying this, but sometimes the vegan police do poke their head around the corner and the vegan police can be very unforgiving. What sort of experiences have you had with uh, the, the vegan police over in the UAE? <laughs> so you're running, you, you know, you're putting me at the same risk as you are where I might get, you know, caught out by the vegan police tomorrow. Uh, no, I think uh, I think we do sort of see, uh, you know, f a few issues where I, I don't have a really good way to put it, but but essentially we're starting to see this sort of I'm a better vegan than you or, or you're not a good enough vegan because you're not doing X or Y or Z or some criteria and it could be anything. Um, and I think this is something we need to break out of. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, I mean, sometimes the practicality of things are different. I mean, you live a certain kind of life for 30 plus, I don't know, whatever, 20 plus years. Um, you know, it's it's hard to break out of some of these habits, right? And so, um, you know, for me, it's it's I, I see it more as a way of, hey, someone's trying to do something. Let's let's encourage it. Let's try to make uh, them them stick with it and not make it difficult for them. But I think uh, I have I have heard from from someone that you know, oh, you know, I'd like to do this, but I don't know. You know, vegans are looked at very weirdly all the time. And so, uh, you know, that's I don't think that's that's the uh, uh, obviously, this person is, is you know, uh, you know, was just raising a question. But I think just the fact that that thought exists is, is kind of, I mean, it's kind of weird to me at, the, at first. But then it also sort of makes me think that, you know, that we're kind of not, there's at least a part of it is not headed the right way. Uh, you know, that it's just coming with this tag, as you mentioned about, you know, is it radical, is it rational kind of thing. And, and then, then you sort of hear some of these conversations where it's like, oh, you know, you've just given up dairy. That's 
that's nothing or that's not good enough. And then um, I, I don't think that that's very encouraging, but then it also starts to put people off. So you, this is the kind of stuff that, uh, you know, I, I'm seeing more of, uh, not necessarily locally, but even internationally, part of the, some of the reading groups that I'm part of where you start to see these conversations. And it's kind of like, you know, I mean, someone is has opened up himself to trying to adopt it. And it may take him, I don't know, months sometimes to give up everything. Um, and that's fine. I mean, the fact that he's aware of it, the fact that, um, you know, the cruelty, which at least for me personally is, is, a, is a huge element to all this, uh, at least someone's aware of it. And if it takes him some time to break out of some of these habits, it took me some time to transition. I don't know if that's the right word, uh, but but it, it does take time because there are habits that you have to break that you've been doing for, for years and decades, right? You have the impression that a movement is gaining steam when it starts to have those kind of fissures and those potential Absolutely. fractures. Um, I suppose it, it goes hand in hand. It's In a sense, it's, it's perhaps a good problem. It shows that so many people are talking about it that more sort of divergent opinions are emanating out of it. I guess my concern would be with, with some of the, the more extreme uh, elements of that. Uh, this is the Aiden Project Live. This is an episode called Inside Veganism, currently joined on the line from the UAE by Sharag Desai of the Two Vegans podcast. And I have a question here from Jack Coughlin. And the question is, is the vegan movement only really happening in developed countries or is this developing in countries, other countries? Is, is this being adopted more, I suppose, in developed countries than the non-developed countries? Do you have a feel for that? You know, I think it's it's an it's an interesting question because um, it's something that well, I've had a lot of conversations about. So obviously, I hail originally from from India, although I haven't lived there much. Um, and uh, it, you'll find it quite interesting that the awareness about cruelty and things like that are actually I, I find is a little bit higher in in at least in India. Uh, there's a much larger awareness. There's also a cultural and a and a religious uh, significance to that, and that's one of the reasons why that happens, at least in India. But uh, but you'll find that you know because developed countries actually there's a there's a uh, as I was saying about you know there's there's a there's a gap between you know the consumer of the product and actually how the product originates and what happens along that chain. Uh, compared to say in the developing countries where actually you're a little bit closer in some ways to to some of these things um i think i, I wouldn't say that it's a, a i would phrase it as uh, yeah i think the awareness has to rise in the developed countries because that's where uh there is there's difficulty. I mean, I think in Dubai, even uh, it took us some time. We're seeing a lot of an explosion of vegan products now uh, because the movement is gaining steam. But if you look at it maybe a year ago, it wasn't that easy. Um, and that's because, uh, again, as I said, we're, we're developed enough that, that, you know, a lot of these products don't even make it to our shelves uh, because, you know, everything's imported and it's so far away that, you know, there are a lot of business decisions that get made uh, compared to developing ones. Shirak, how can people find your podcast online? So you can look us up uh, pretty much in any podcast player of your choice, really. Just look up the two vegans and you'll find us. Uh, you can also see us on Instagram. We try and post some fun things from time to time. Uh, our Instagram handle is the.2.vegans. Um, we're also on Facebook and on Twitter. Again, you can just search for the two vegans. And I suppose one aspect of growing up in India, India, because of religious reasons, there are some animals that are obviously given some sort of protection does that make veganism somewhat easier to sort of penetrate the, the wider consciousness uh, I, I would say uh, yes there is a, a cultural um, feeling especially among Indians uh, or a large part of them uh, related to uh, animal life actually 
so yes, while we there are some, you might look at some animals with others, but in reality, it's it's about all animal life, and that every life has uh, sort of an equal meaning. Uh, so that's that's really where that comes from, and I think that's why it's easier perhaps for uh, for Indians especially, but I guess uh, even larger communities uh, to to touch that. You know, it's easier to connect with them on on that level when it comes to you know saying that hey, an animal was harmed or or there was some cruelty done uh, to get. This product that you're you're either consuming, wearing, whatever. Um, so, uh, and I think that awareness perhaps maybe lights up a little bit, little bit faster because of it. Shirag, thank you so much for being first up. The website is the Two Vegans Podcast. It's available everywhere. Just go with that website address one more time, Shirag. Yeah, it's uh, actually it's coffeeandicetea.com/slash-two-vegans. So that's where you'll find us. Superb. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Shirag. I really appreciate My it. My pleasure.